I find myself saying these same things to like so many people that I interact with or meet. And a lot of them are younger. So maybe the ages of our kids and uh, meaning teenagers, you know, about to graduate from high school or recently graduated from high school or in college or recently graduated. But it, but it could even be older than that. These are two things that I keep finding myself advising or counseling people to do that I wish I had done when I was way younger in my career. I'm going to share those two things with you in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. sure you don't miss an episode. Tap on the follow, plus, or subscribe button, and you'll get two new episodes each week. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks Podcast with Russ Hill. Okay, I actually <laughs> I actually might add a third, but we're so we're just gonna call it the two things that I wish I did at a at a younger age or earlier in my career. And I as I'm recording that intro a few seconds ago, I'm thinking, actually, I, there's one other one that I would put in there. So we'll see if we've got time for, for to, to add that third one. Uh, yeah, I'll absolutely add the third one uh, in here as well. Welcome into the Culture Hacks podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams of some of the world's biggest companies. Find out more at LoneRockConsulting.com. You can find out more about how we develop leaders, our leadership development training platform at Lead in 30. Dot com. Okay, so uh, I, I've just had a lot of these conversations recently, and they tend to be, in, in, at the time I'm recording this, it's summertime, and so you got a lot of people who are graduating from high school, graduating from college, uh, thinking about their careers, what careers they want to go into, what they want to study, what they, uh, w- w- they've just got, and, and so a lot of these conversations have been with younger meaning like people in their uh, late teens or in their 20s. But I've also had the same conversation with people who are um, in their mid-20s or in in a couple instances, mid-30s or older. And I want to share two things that I was miserable at. I did not do these things very well, if at all, when I was younger, in the early stages of my kind of adult career life, and um, and I I wish that I I wish that I had done them. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually now thinking of a fourth, but a fourth thing that I want to cover. But uh, but we'll stick with these two or three. Okay, so I'm just going to dive in to these items because and this kind of goes back to uh, something I've talked about in previous episodes, which is one of the things that those of us that are have this desire to grow to learn, to lead, to be successful. We've, we're just, I think there's a part of society, see if you agree with this. I think there's a part of society that's just absolutely comfortable and good with complacency or, and that that's a bad word. It's a negative word, right? Complacency. They're good with status quo or just kind of, you know, get a job and make some money and you can kind of, you know, you have to make, you know, when you graduate from high school or you graduate from college or you become an adult, 
you know, I mean, it weighs on you. I don't care who you are. It weighs on you that, oh, I've got to figure out how to make money. Actually, that's not everyone. <laughs> that's not everyone. But that's most people. Like that switch is flipped in most of our heads. And we think about it even some some uh, teenagers that I have a chance to interact with at church or, you know, friends of our, our kids or whatever else, um, they uh, that switch is flipped maybe their freshman year of high school. For a lot of them, it's like their senior year or, or right like a month before they graduate from high school. Some it's flipped about halfway through college or their freshman year of college. Others it, we're still like waiting for that switch to be flipped. Right. And they're like 30. Hello. You need to figure out what you're going to do. But in, in, in all seriousness, we know most of us that in our we need to do something that's going to that's going to bring an in income to pay our bills. And I think that I don't know what the percentages are. What What's your experience in life? I, I think that there are a good number of people, the majority. Yeah, I think it's probably the majority in society. And I mean that broadly um, it could be American society. It could be, you, you know, the kind of the Western world. It could be, it could be all over the place, but I, I think the majority, and maybe that's wrong, but I think the majority of people think, Oh, I just need to make some income to kind of make sure that there's something flowing to sort of pay the bills. And that's kind of where they stop. That's kind of it. Hey, I got a job and we're making some money. And then they freak out, right? Like, oh, crap, I don't have enough to pay this bill and that bill. And oh, my gosh, like how are we going to cover our Chick-fil-A and in and out and whatever else like are and and Starbucks and what whatever else bills they have and the cable bill or satellite and the Internet and the iPhone and the whatever. They, they got all these expenses. And I think social media has added a lot to that. Because we have to keep up with everyone because everyone we see around us collectively on social media has everything and are do they're doing everything. And so we spend a lot of money and we think, OK, I got to I got to get some money. And then we kind of then stress comes. We freak out. Well, we don't have enough money. So that's the majority of people. So they're not thinking long term. They're not thinking super strategically. They're not really designing a career they've just are finding the latest job like i'm just going to go do this and so when i get in the conversations with and well then there are other people right who are thinking ahead and they're driven nuts by and this is kind of the group that i'm more talking to the first group that i've just been describing that just kind of lives they just kind of go out and get money they're not going to be listening to this podcast right that 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 yeah no um, they are definitely listening to something else. And, and, and so, and, and I think a lot of what drives them to be in that camp, by the way, I think about this sometimes, why, why are there so many people in society stuck in that paycheck to paycheck to not thinking strategically and just job to job? And I mean, they're doing that at 50 and that's crazy. And so what, what is that? And it, it's no knock on them. I just don't think they're around people. I don't think they've been exposed to people. They weren't raised in an environment where people are thinking more strategically. And um, and it, because I because I have lived around so many business owners, entrepreneurs, um, executives in my life, I think I want to think more like them. I think that's rubbed off on me. Right. 
which gets into that whole principle of who you spend time with, right? And so I think it's just who you spend time with. And so it's it's no knock against those folks. It's just, I think those of us that are listening to a podcast like this or any podcast that's about improving yourself or figuring out how to lead others or how to make more money or self-improvement or entrepreneurship or leadership, whatever it is, anything that's designed to get us to think about how we show up and how we think and how we, all that, I, I think what's gotten us there is who we've associated with. So anyway, so then you've got this camp that uh, are this other group of people in society like us, so to speak, who are thinking strategically or trying to and trying to maximize our potential. And we've got a certain lifestyle we want to live and we're not and we want we want the roadmap to it. And so we're driven nuts by um, the fact that we don't have visibility to what that roadmap is or what that plan is long term that's going to get us to where we want to be financially and um, from a from a lifestyle standpoint or whatever else. And I'm a believer that that you can't have that. I've talked about this in other episodes. You, you, you can't have that visibility. It is a mirage. It doesn't exist. And and in my in my opinion. Yeah, you could go out. I mean, you, if you want to challenge me, you could say, well, you could decide that you want to be a lawyer. Then you go down this path and whatever else and that you know that lawyers generally make this much money. You're going to specialize in that. And you go and you could put a you can design a very specific plan. True. Then how many people do you know who did all that, got the law degree and then never practiced law <laughs> or or they did practice it for a while and they decided, I don't like this. Or you apply that to whatever career or they do it for a while. And I, like I I never saw myself doing anything but media like I was going to be in the media business forever. And that that was like four industries ago. Consulting. Are you nuts? Hosting a podcast like what is that even uh, like that? I didn't even know that was a thing because it wasn't back then. And people be listening to me on their cell phone with these AirPods in their ear while they're on a treadmill at the gym, whatever. Like there was no way for me to see that because it didn't exist. And so this desire to have business, you don't know what you're going to want at 10 years from now. You don't know what you're going to desire most five years from now. You don't know what opportunities are going to exist or what industries are going to be out there, what devices are going to be invented or what consumer habits are going to be. So how in the world would you be able to design a long-term career plan that is absolutely going to stay true to course and keep you happy and satisfied for 20 years? I think that's nuts. So snap out of it, right? And so one of the pieces of advice and this, so I'm going to go through two or three or four. We're going to see how many I get through. But one of them is um, one of the things I wish I knew when I was younger is you don't need to have the plan for the next decade or two. You just need to find something you can do now that you enjoy, that you're passionate about, that is is you're around good people who are influencing you in a positive way, making you better, and you are exposed to, um, you interact with people who there could be long-term um, potential with, like long-term career connections or whatever. So, and you just go out and you do that now and you make a decent amount of money now and more than you made last year or the year before. 
not always, but generally speaking. And so what what and then you just do that now and you and you don't know what you're going to be doing a year or two or five from now. Generally speaking, there are exceptions, but but and so you just go do that and you're figuring it out. And that's so engaging. And then you just you kind of let out the pressure and you you do some deep breathing <laughs> when you when you want when you really want to know what it's going to be five years from now. You go, OK, you need to breathe deeply right now and realize that I can't know that, <laughs> but I can know what I'm doing the next six months or the next year or the next two years. I'm going to go do that. And 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 so that's that's one thing that I wish I had known when I was younger. You don't have to have it all mapped out. The second thing I wish that I had understood the power, um, the value of networking, talking to everyone, everyone, and and letting them know, um, like asking them questions. We had on the uh, trip that we took uh, with the young men in, in, at church. Um, I, I've talked about this, haven't I? In one of the last podcast episodes about taking all these teenage boys up to Lake Powell, one of our favorite places in the world. And uh, did I do an episode like on the storms and all that? I got to go back. And, I got to look through the notes. I can't remember you all. Life's crazy right now. And um, if I didn't do an episode about the storms we had at Lake Powell um, on a houseboat with all these uh, teenage boys, I've got to do one. Oh my gosh, there were so many takeaways from that experience but anyway so we're on the we're on this houseboat and one of the teenage boys who's going into his senior year he decides and he's he's wired the way you and i are wired in even more to an extreme and which is crazy because he's in a 16 17 year old body yet he just wants total clarity right now on what his career path is going to be there aren't many people who haven't yet started their senior year of high school thinking that way but there are a few and he's one of them. And, uh, and he, and, and so he started to interact with, to pull aside each one of the adult men who was on this trip, this week long camp with these teenage boys from church. And he was asking us, each one of us separately, tell me about what you do for a living and tell me about the path to get there. And you've got You've got multiple business owners. You've got people in new, I mean, lawyer. You've got a uh, a, a um, custom home builder. You've got a physician. You've got a uh, chiropractor. You've got me. You know, owning a consulting company and leadership development and all that. You've got you've got you've got people that own ser- service uh, oriented companies and um, and. And so he goes and he pulls us each aside and he asks his questions and he found enormous value in it. And since then, he texted me and he wanted to go to lunch. And so we went to lunch a week or so ago, having a conversation and like not even in his senior year yet. Like how valuable is that? And he's one of the people I'm referencing. There have been numerous conversations, but that's one of them. And, and so I'm telling him this network with everyone. Be curious. Ask them questions. Find out what they do. And it doesn't just apply to somebody that age. The same thing is true at 22 or 32. You're just interact. I just wish I had understood the value of asking questions. And instead of keeping your head down and your eyes on the ground and kind of just staying in your own world. No, put your head up, your eyes around and say something. Interact in conversation. It's been stunning to me. 
the conversations that I've had. I've, I talked about this like a year or two ago, I think, in an episode about engaging in conversations and being more curious and talking to more people. Why did it take till I was 80 years old to discover that? I don't get that, right? But I wish I had figured that out at 20 or 15. Some of you are, are just natural at that. I'm not. And so what that leads to are connections and interactions and information. And so, and, and then I won't get into it in this episode. We don't have time, but you've got to not just have that conversation. You've got to somehow curate, curate that, which LinkedIn is a good place. The contacts list with specific notes in your phone is a good place. Um, lots of different ways to actually make sure you've got that person's telephone number. I cannot tell you how much our business has grown over the years by asking this one question, this one question of executives. So we'll have a company that will hire us, hey, come in and work with this executive team or whatever, be our first foray into that organization. We go in and we've learned to ask this one question of the CEO or members of the C-suite or the business unit president that hired us or whomever it is, we ask this question of them and their colleagues. You ready for the question? Here is the question that's driven so much of our success, especially on our own, owning the firm. But even before that, led to an incredible opportunity. Can you guess what the question is that we ask those executives? Here is the question. What's your cell phone number? That's it. That's the question. That question has generated tens of millions of dollars in our industry because we text that leader. So we we're, the normal correspondence in business, at least in our industry, is email, right? But we've got the cell phone number of so-and-so, and so we've got a question, or a deal is stuck, or we're not sure, whatever, or it's been six months or three years since we've interacted, and that person's name pops in, and guess what? We send them. You're not going to believe it. It's called a text message. <laughs> hey, John, how are you? Lisa, it's been a while. Just checking in with you. The response rate on those text messages, you don't want to spam people. We don't do that, right? You wouldn't either. But you know what I'm talking about. So that's just networking. It, it, that, that, that's part of what I'm talking about. You're, you're reaching out, you're being curious, and you're gathering that information, whether it's a LinkedIn connection, whether it's a cell phone. Most people, 30 seconds into a conversation that you're having with them, and you, and they realize you're not a freak and 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 you're you're interesting or whatever else most people will react very positively to that that question what's your number what's your cell can I, can I, can I get that real quick and you're building this network just make sure you take notes and whatever so anyway that's number 1 i'm i, I got to get to these other items because of the where we're at in the the length of this podcast and I've been going too long in the last few. I've got a lot to say since uh, I took my sabbatical. Okay, so um, that, that's, that's the next point I want to make. Here, here's the one after that. Uh, things I wish that I had known when I was younger. And this is really important. And, and this didn't really, the opportunity to do this didn't really exist when my career started. That's kind of my excuse. But I still am not great at it. And that is... Um, I wish when I was younger, I would have put a spotlight on what I was doing. 
what I was passionate about, the value I was creating, what I did for a living, some of the successes I had accomplished. And how do you do that? You make a post on social media. I know you laugh. I know you think you're crazy. I'm crazy. But it's kind of insane if you're not. And you don't have to be like, I'm not great at this. I don't do it all the time. Um, there have been portions of m- the last five, 10 years when like LinkedIn every single day, a certain time or whatever. And you, you know how I talked about in the last episode or two about you got to dial some things down. It drives me nuts that I don't post on LinkedIn every day right now. But you know what? I can't do everything 100%. I cannot do it. So I haven't figured that out yet. How do I do that? We, we, we tested out hiring a company that could do that for us and whatever, but it just wasn't our voice and it wasn't, it wasn't interesting and ended up kind of looking like spam on LinkedIn. So not into that. And uh, so we've, we've still got to figure that out. But, but I, you will see, like if you go to my Instagram, you'll see some content that I posted, some videos in the last few months. And I'll get really good at it for three or four weeks or three or four days, and then I'll banish for a while. Same thing on LinkedIn. Same thing on, uh, well, social media platforms are changing. But whatever, it, And you can't do it on all because that's insane. Like how the crud do I do it? No, just pick like one or two that you kind of use if you use any at all and make a post and say something about um, what you're doing or a meeting you had today. And um, one of the small, simple things that I've been trying to do in just the last few weeks on, on Instagram is I'll post a story. Like I'll just take a picture out of a plane window or I'll take a, a, um, a picture of a, a building non-discreet building, you know, whatever, because of the NDAs with our clients. And I'll just, I'll just, Hey, and I'll put a little caption. It'll be two or three sentences and it'll be, um, flying into this state to meet with an executive team. Here's what we're working with them on today. And it's broad. It's like working on helping them define, um, key results or create, creating greater alignment across business units, whatever, very broad, right? You don't know the name of the company. You don't know exactly who we're meeting with. None of that. But if you follow me, you're interacting with go like, Oh, what, and what's that going to create by the way, dialogue, interest. I'm going to be at church and someone's going to say to me, Hey, Russ, I saw that, that you were in New York this week. Um, and it opens up a door, a conversation. They know what I do for a living. They know what I'm passionate about or somebody at the gym or somebody um, on LinkedIn or somebody across the, who knows who it is. They just see, in fact, I was on a call two days ago with somebody who saw a post. This exact principle played out. Company we haven't worked with in years, senior executive. And, and is like, I've had like three of those calls in the last two to three weeks. And, and so you're just, you're, the principle here is you're not doing your work in a vacuum or a closet. Like the, the pe- people want to, I mean, you can use social media, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever it is to post a picture about your kid or the fireworks show or whatever. That's cool. Or never post at all. But, but occasionally, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you say something right? It could be two sentences. It could be a picture. It could be whatever. Just let us know what you're doing what you're learning. Why are you hiding it from the world? So 
these two last items that I've talked about that I wish I'd known when I was younger is one is you're networking with a lot of people. So you're collect, you're having those conversations offline, so to speak, and you're getting their number or their email or their LinkedIn, whatever. And, and so you're curate, curating that and you're creating this network that's going to help you so much five years from now, 10 years from now, six months from now, you're doing that. And then at the same time, you're creating some content. I'm not telling you to be a social media, whatever, or, or an influencer. Like that's a joke. Like I, like I, I used to think, oh, and I'd pay money for these courses where I'd be like, oh, I could build a following of like tens of thousands of people. And that would generate what, yeah, that's totally a mirage, like bogus. There are people who win the lottery too. And so you see some of them on social media and I want to be an influencer. Okay, well, really good luck with that. I'm going to actually play in the NBA as well. So um, like, let's just update each other on those dreams in a few years, right? So there are exceptions. They are exceptions. And so I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that one person who sees it. It's not volume. It's just you don't know who and most not if you haven't learned this already, 95 percent of people who see a post or a picture or whatever or a comment you made about what what the meeting or the problem you solved or a discovery you made or a book you read that was really interesting. Ninety five percent of people who see that post are not going to like it. They're not going to comment on it. and You're going to have no idea that they ever even saw it until they pull you aside at church, the gym, the airport the next meeting, the whatever. Okay, so I'm out of time. Those are a few. I got to three of them. That's awesome. Those are a few things that I wish I had known when I was earlier in my career and that um, I've learned since then and the value of doing some of those things um, at any, even if you're late in your career, if you're, if you're 55, 60, or you're 35, like start now, all that, like I started those things in my forties and they've, they led to the opportunity to create my own company, a company that I'm a co-founder of an owner of and, uh, and, and, and exponential growth and opportunity. And beyond that, a lot of good friends, a lot of people that I value interacting with. That's what's on my mind. Hope the hope that brought value to you. And I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Culture Hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.